Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thanks to Keeps for supporting FilmSack. Keeps makes easy and affordable hair loss treatment for men. To receive your first month of treatment for free, Go to keeps.com slash film sack. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. You are with me. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 436. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian Diggy 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 Da 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 Dunaway. Diggy 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 <laughs> Da Da Da. Oh, hi. Hi. Sorry, guys. I'm a bit under the weather. It mm. seems I left my window open all night and I managed to catch a cold. Now, if you could hold on a second, <clears throat> I can't seem to locate my show notes for today. And I know I filed them here somewhere between Con Air and National Treasure, <laughs> but I can't seem to locate them. Man, if I only had a 30-something secretary with sexy ankles and shoulder pads who lives at home with her mom and middle-aged root of her brother, I'm sure I could find it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Seems a bat has flown in the window. Shoo! <laughs> shoo! <laughs> shoo! If I only had a shoe to throw at him, I'll just take care of that later. Great. Now I'm frustrated, drunk, and horny. What? You guys aren't still drunk from Saturday night at Nibbit's house? <laughs> Shut up, Randy. I know you are. But come on. How'd you get through this week's movie without having someone drive a pallet stick through your heart? Mm. Fine. How about horny then? Just me? All right. <laughs> Whatever you got to tell yourself to crawl under the leather couch at night. Ah, uh, there it is. It was under movies that became memes. You don't say. Now you feel, excuse me, I have a bat to fondle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like sick Dunaway. I mean, I don't want you to be sick, but I think you're funny when you're sick. <laughs> uh, then also with this, Randy, he always wears visible boob covers in his sex scenes, Jordan. Mm. Aloha, Scott. Ryan. Ryan. Uh-huh. Hi. Yes. Yeah. Why, yes. I'm talking strangely. Why would you even question that? Have you done the thing that I asked you to yet? Have you? 
Well, what's so hard about simply putting in the time to do this one simple task? Do I ask too much of you? No. And no, that's not fake plastic teeth in my mouth. How dare you? And no, that's not fake plastic teeth in my butthole either. I have, I have real actual anus dentata. I mean, how do you think I lost four fingers at the second knuckle? Thank goodness this movie was rated R. Yeah, no good kidding. Lord. Yeah, yeah. It's good pretty good. Lord. Finally with us, Brian, when Nicolas Cage starts to gag in a cab, you kick Nicolas Cage out of your cab, Ibbet. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Alva, come into my office. I don't know if I can keep the... the you know, I keep it up for as long as he kept it up. Yeah. Just do it, Keanu. Come on. That's what it is. I want you to take a break from looking for the Der Spiegel contract and how that was slipping into a... Keanu, I'm telling you. <laughs> it is Keanu. It's and help me locate Keanu. some missing books we need to publish. Howard Portman is going to be coming by the office today, and he's looking for a first proof on his book of nursery rhymes. You know, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Then Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. <laughs> and, and when you're done looking for that one, I need you to locate a very important book for a celebrity client. Uh, Theodore Giesel is meeting me for lunch tomorrow and wants to see how the <laughs> editing is going with uh, green eggs and ham. You know, I will not eat green eggs and ham. I will not eat them, Sam, I am. <laughs> And when you're done with that, can you please track down the Sam Kinison autobiography? Oh, you know, that's no. the one where he does his bit about solving world hunger. That uh, that bit that ends with, uh, we have deserts in America. We just don't live in them. Tell the Ethiopians to get in. We'll drive them to where the food is. Oh. Jeez, nice. deep cut on that one. Nice job. Yeah, yeah I know. I was just I couldn't wow. think of another screaming author. Yeah. Do you think do you think Nicolas Cage was throwing shade at Keanu Reeves at that time? No. Because I swear that was that no, was like I don't think Keanu Reeves I mean we're talking eighty eight, so like when was yeah, when right. was even No, like, was he not was he not uh Ted was he not Bill and Ted by then? I mean he was Ted by no. then, but was he really Ted by then? Like No, 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 no. Nicolas Cage does not have the talent or uh, ability. <laughs> well I, I didn't say it was a good to, I, didn't, to, I didn't say it was a good shade. Yeah. I mean, let me right. actually. That's funny. You should ask. I don't know when Bill and Ted came out. We should. Okay, that was Bill and Ted was uh, uh, 1990. So you're oh, right. Wow. This preceded that. I was that. putting that back in 88. I oh, did wow. too. I had that in the 80s yeah. in my head. That's it. Does not seem like 90 to me. But anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Vampires Kiss. The uh, one of those movies. If I had to make a list of like 10 movies on FilmSec that belong here, that's on that list, and it might be pretty high up on that list in terms of like. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the 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 mission the original mission of what FilmSack was about which is undis- you know uncovering these ridiculous things from yesteryear and trying to figure out what they were trying to do and I, I can't think of a better well, example right now than Vampire's Kiss as as you know I also uh, like I have a similar thing where I'm trying to determine what are like the ten worst movies that we've seen like where where mm-hmm. we're talking about the film as a film for it you know f- for right. that comparison with other movies right like yeah. and this is this is ooh, up there. this is a good strong <laughs> entry <laughs> really into is. that list yeah yeah and it and it, it has to start and middle and finish with Nicolas Cage like oh, yeah. he just yes. how how do you you don't have this movie without him I can't imagine mm-hmm. anyone else choosing to make the movie or anyone with any kind of cachet right like <laughs> obviously yeah. there's lots yeah. of no I mean you put anybody else in that role and they're gonna do it pretty close to straight like you imagine the character should be right and no no weird vocal affectations no 
uh, bipolar, out of nowhere, zero to sixty and a half a second kind of uh, responses, Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. and not and and Nicholas Cage to his credit, and maybe it's the Peggy Sue got married stuff or the uh, uh, the um, raising Arizona kind of thing that he's doing back then, but he's just not afraid to go over the top what without be? any provoca- provocation. Right, You're totally right about that, but it's interesting because you just mentioned, so the other one I would mention is Moonlighting. Moonlighting and Raising Arizona came oh, out. Uh, just Moonlight. Or sorry, Moonlight. Moonlight. I keep saying Yeah, Moonlight. yeah, not, not the TV series. Yeah, and Moonlight. I know that if I ever say that in front of Ibit, he not only corrects it immediately, <laughs> right. but exposes Quickly. himself as a true Moonlighting fan. Um, walked by night. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Moonlight, rather, came out yeah. a year before this, so did uh, raising Arizona, and those are both really good examples of Nicolas Cage in the right hands, uh, yeah. in the right roles, and people walking out going, "Oh, he was great in that." And mm-hmm. then this thing happens, and it's in a world of its own. It's this. This is like the worst, best garbage I've seen in a long time on our show. Like it's so terrible, but at doubt. the same time, I felt like we, I had to watch it. And I would even be willing to watch this again with friends just to have a laugh. Like it's yeah. that kind of movie. But also I'm half convinced. You know, when I, here's when I think a movie really got into my, under my skin is when I start to uh, question a bunch of lore stuff. And this right. movie actually made me do that despite how stupid it is. It actually made <laughs> me go, well, now wait a minute. Was the psychiatrist ever real? Was it always him descending right. into madness? Was he ever, was the vampire connection kind of real? Cause they would lead you along like it was, but then they would nod at the camera as if they weren't. And in the end right. she does her little thing as the camera pans out and goes back to the city after he helped stab himself. And and, and and then I'm still like, was he just crazy? Had he just lost his mind? And that's all this ever was. And right. was the se- constant secretary abuse. Like, what did that even mean? Why was that even in here? Like, it is like, it's a movie that made me think way too much for, for how shitty it is. Sure, sure. Yeah, and sometimes right. sometimes you try to uh you try to find a purpose in things mm-hmm. and you forget that the movie is like wildly incompetent, you know? <laughs> and so like there's a scene after he's been after he's been like absolutely mistreating Maria Conchito Alonso in ways that are, like no office space would have ever tolerated. <laughs> not in the eighties, not in the sixties. But after that has been established, then there's this quick scene in a conference room where he and the rest of the boys club at his firm are all laughing about it. And again, the movie's incompetent and it depicts them laughing as though they're pretending to laugh Mm -hmm. rather than laughing. Mm -hmm. And so that alone has you questioning what the hell you're looking at. But but then you have to take another step back and go, wait, why is that scene in this movie? What is that scene trying to trying to depict, right? Mm-hmm. And it's well, I guess maybe it's just depicting an excuse. How does he get away with this? Well, because the other parts of the boys' club are fine with it, right? Mm-hmm. right. But man, it's so bad at de- depicting that <laughs> that simple thing, you know? Yeah, but it's... isn't it isn't it supposed to be an attack on yuppies from the eighties? Wasn't this a uh, comedy that was supposed to be a dark comedy and that never once crossed my mind watching this movie. I mean, it did. That's amazing. It, it did to me. In a in a way, like he was playing this weird stereotype, and by the way, affecting the worst possible combo <laughs> accent thing. Like, never in the history of film site could I not like. Am I so anxious to get to clips that I almost want to say, yeah, well, yeah. let's let's do Just clips and we'll talk about it afterwards." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it's like but my my simple description for it is it's like an actor 
who has gone to acting school and is like last in his class yeah. is asked to do a, a mid-Atlantic accent and does not know what that sounds like. Is just like making up, make up a mid-Atlantic accent, what, whatever you think that is. Yeah, That's I mean, what this right. is. This felt it's, very much like an indie film to me. Mm-hmm. It had uh, it had all the the marks of it. It was uh, it, it was kind of like you know, well, what do you think we should do, Nicolas Cage? How do you, how do you want to get into mm-hmm. your role? It was just it felt very sophomore, but eh. Well, this was I, the first film by the by this director i'm trying to get back to his name here um yeah, robert bierman robert, i believe robert it is yeah this is his first big one he had some tv movies and some shorts before then but this was his first theatrical first debut film. and okay. i think his last let me see <laughs> yeah he, had, he did <laughs> he did some other last. he yes. did some other stuff and for <laughs> he did t- well he did tv movies and tv stuff no he did do one called a merry war i think it's a bunch yeah. of british stuff nice. um yeah and he's fine i guess i mean i'm looking at I, one of the things on his list caught me by uh mistake and i saw oh the walking dead he did a bunch of episodes of walking dead no he did something called right. walking the dead walking uh, the dead yeah. nice in awaking, awaking the dead or i'm sorry awaking awake, the dead. Oh, no this is walking do you do was it was it a wasn't he also in in bring out your dead no no that was just <laughs> wait where yeah, are no, you I'm seeing see, waking the dead i don't see that i see on imdb it says waking the dead oh TV you're series. right there's Six no l in there you're right yeah. I read that wrong twice. Well, anyway, I kept putting an L so, in there. I just couldn't help it. So like, what was so the reason why it felt like a amateurish attempt to me is because you know, lots of times you'll make a movie and it'll reference another movie very heavily. This this uh, references uh, Count mm, Olaf. Yeah, yeah, Nosferatu, right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the Nosferatu. Nosferatu thing. Yeah. Right, right. Nosferatu. So they they almost went to I all the weird looks that Nick Cage gives is his direct impression of count orlock from from that film mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i mean I, I thought it was just him being weird and crazy which it is but it was like he was taking a lot of that you know that sunken head into his shoulders and you know throwing your chin kind of forward and with the big eyes and looking down your nose he got yeah. most of that from that film so well and yeah, he also trivia, it is on purpose that he does that yeah, that he does absolutely. affect uh max shrek and because and that's his that's his influence in his mind it doesn't work it's shit it's shit it's terrible <laughs> well it works as a it works as a meme but it doesn't work as uh oh meme as hell him. sure yeah like, right. yeah you've got to and it's it's something you almost got to say all right is this nicholas cage doing nosferatu or is it peter uh Peter Lowe right. doing Nosferatu, right, which right. I think is really the case. Well, yeah. I mean, he, so if I'm, okay, you guys correct me. <laughs> this is my takeaway at the end. Sure, sure. <laughs> at the end of it, I got done and went, all right, I'm pretty sure he is, this is just a descent into mental illness. Right. Yeah. And he never experienced any of these things. Like the lady oh. he's talking to in the shower was never there. Uh, the when he was with what's her name, he really wasn't. Um, he it's In all it's all was. just that, right? Like, uh, am I to am I supposed I, to at the end the of way this I interpreted not... it was uh, halfway there? Like, I think I think Jennifer Beals really was a vampire, really did suck his blood. Oh, but, interesting. Oh, but he, yeah, yeah, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree but too. That's, interpretation. Was, that's interpretation. But he thought he was turning into a vampire. He wasn't. Right. But, There's no uh, clear. There's no clear answer, Ibit. So your answer that you think that that's what it was. It is, it it, is, it was it left up to interpretation. Well, right? I guess that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, not the problem, but that's exactly why I question it. And so you're right. It's it's a 
they they don't really ever make it positive. Like they just are like sort of, hey, There's, what if it is or what if it isn't? That might be in his head. It might not be in his head. You never one, know. Like one I, way to go back and see what is real and what is not real is to go what is being witnessed by outside characters, uh, such as the small boy in the stairwells. He was watching as the his girlfriend went in. That was a real moment. That was actually happening as witnessed by a uh, another character. Uh, so we know that happened, but things that were happening behind the scenes when we were just with, in Nicholas Cage's mind mm-hmm. uh, or Peter's mind, those were up for question. Yeah. Anytime there was, it was just him. I mean, the, Jennifer Beals, I, I have no doubt that she was in his life, but I think the part where he's trying to pry her mouth open mm-hmm. and right. so show everybody right, that, that she has fangs real, or whatever, in my opinion, that was real, yes. but she didn't have fangs. So my thinking is he just has this different perception of this person, just like he, exactly. you know, he's given coffee to her in bed and he's shaking coffee all over the bed. And there's nobody was, over there. Was, I'm assuming that was the girl he was talking about at the beginning that he wanted her so bad uh, the therapist. And then when he had her, he didn't want her. And so he was still hung up on her. And that was like part of the tipping point for his insanity. That's just what I think. I don't know. So I absolutely believe that the character played by Casey lemons was real. Yeah. And, and that he, you know, uh, that like marks the beginning of his descent, right? Like, uh, I believe that the bat was real, although the yeah, worst yeah. depiction of a live animal I've ever seen. <laughs> Shoo. 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 Oh, you're Do talking about us. the bat. I thought you was talking about Nicolas Cage's performance was yeah. the, <laughs> you know, she has to go through her entire life. I assume she's still around. Uh, yeah. Knowing, she has to go through her entire life knowing full well that she had Nicolas Cage had her nipple in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a, uh, she's uh successful as an actor and, and uh, later, uh, Casey Lemons is a director. She's been directing yeah. some things. Um, she directed uh, one of my favorite episodes of Luke Cage, the TV series. Ooh. Anyway, um, I think I think she's absolutely real. I think he meets her at a bar. They they get to know each other a little bit. They try to go uh, have some fun. The thing that's weird to me is that uh, it's not depicted very well. I mean, that's true of the whole movie, but it's not depicted very well. Why is he? doing this ridiculous laugh <laughs> after he gives up on his apartment and is like, let's go back to your place instead. And they're like getting in a cab. He's doing this right. laugh. That's like, what is that? I don't what know. Is he- that's that movie. <laughs> right. So full of that stuff. It's so hard to get my finger yeah. on why that was the choice. I understand it when well, he was going crazy, but when he was just living and being normal, he would outburst in these weird giggles and laughs all the time. And we were supposed I- to see that as like discordant, like, Ooh, he's, where, what's he doing? Why is he going that way? And- right. Well, didn't didn't we kind of like see at this point where we kind of like yuppies weren't real? They weren't real people, and everything about them was vampiric. And they the were cocaine and the day trading yeah, and the exactly right. and their last were <laughs> singles bars. Right. Perrier. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a whole yeah. thing, wasn't it? That was a whole vibe. It back, really was. Back yeah. Then. Right. And they were playing off on that a little bit, but he his decision to just lean into that. <laughs> full full crazy and then other moments of like sensibleness i mean if you ask me the crazy person is the secretary because she kept being convinced by him to come back right. why right. would you and then Worse, as was, soon as he gets in the getting, car he would turn into a psycho and would be yeah, abusive and awful and i'm like was, quit this job dude no, get which, out i mean that was some my of favorite that, part yeah some of it actually rang true like some of that where he's you know lying to her and begging her to give him another chance to go out on another date and she consent you know, gives mm-hmm. 
a little a little bit of consent and then write ends up writing a note and leaving it on his door and so on i was like oh yeah it, like i i will bet you there are people out there who have had an encounter with someone who is oh. just going crazy and this, this was the is most, what they experienced. Yeah, this was the most authentic part of the whole movie, being someone who is in a city who is trying to make it, yet is getting this, all this family pressure to keep going, and the people won't believe you that and, your boss is crazy. That's classic horror stuff and one of the most realistic parts of the film. And, and yeah. by the way, Casey Lemons in that role did a good job. Yes. Like, Maria Conchito Alonso did a good job. She's a good actor doing a good job. And there's all of these little things, right? Like, where David yeah. Hyde Pierce comes into the movie for one liner, John Michael Higgins. They're all good at these at, at these roles where they're acting and we're like, hey, you had John Michael Higgins on set. Why didn't you make him the lead? He's the he dude. He would have been great. Now, he's the dude from... Now are you talking uh, about Alva? Because Alva was played by Maria. No, Alva. Yeah, no, he's talking Alva. about... You're, if you're talking about Higgins, he's the dude from uh, Best in Show and uh, Rest of the Yeah, Lord. he has one yeah. line in a bar. Yeah. He's just right. a guy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. He's great. Now, speaking of Casey Lemons, by the way, circle right, right back around to that. Mm -hmm. She's been on film sack several times. Yes. Uh, Candyman. Didn't we watch Hard Target with Van Damme? Oh, yeah. Didn't? Hell yeah, we yeah. did. Are you Feel kidding like we me? Did, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I don't forget that one. That's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's my favorite John Woo movie, I think. Right. I mean, they're so all they were, good, but I like that one a lot. I have a special spot for it. So there were a couple of things I wanted to I wanted to share with you guys because I read a lot after watching this horrible movie. Um, one was the great <laughs> the great Hal Henson reviewed this in the Washington Post mm. uh, on in June 1989, and I just wanted to read you two little clips from his review. Okay, uh, he said. Uh, Hal Henson said, this is scorched earth acting, the most flagrant <laughs> scenery chewing I've ever seen. Cage makes the previous champ, Crispin Glover in River's Edge, look like Perry Como. And then he ends, he ends it with, no amount of description can prepare you for these mad excesses. They have to be seen to be believed. Yeah. And, and it's like... I get it that the movie reviewer's job is not to cause you to not find out for yourself, yeah. but they have to be seen to be believed is so freaking negative, you know? It like, is, but it's also it's also him acknowledging the feeling I had when I watched it, which is this is required film sack viewing. Like, in, mm -hmm. in fact, if you consider yourself like a Nicolas Cage aficionado, you like all his movies, you're into his the meme world that he possesses or whatever – you owe it to yourself to see this. You have to see this one because I've yeah. seen them all yeah. and they've all been pretty weird and Wicker Man was pretty bad. And, you know, you can go down the list of terrible roles and good Man, roles. I, am and really, I was really missing Wicker Man last night. I know. This film. <laughs> exactly. It's like, wow. Uh, okay. Wicker Man held the top spot. Right. Nope, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. not even close. Man. I mean, it's not that. I mean, if you could actually argue that Wicker Man's a worse overall no. movie, but as far as just the performance bit, <laughs> Like mm -hmm. you can't, this is incomparable. And so right. I feel like I have right. been remiss in my, you know, my, right. my crappy movie viewing for the last, well, the entirety of my life until I finally <laughs> got to see Vampire's Kiss. The other thing I wanted to bring to your attention is uh, just three months ago, uh, a young writer named Zach Schoenfeld, and I mean young, he's like probably younger than this movie. Uh, and Zach, Zach Schoenfeld also has the, the worst Twitter handle on Twitter, but that's not relevant. Uh, he wrote this. You can't oral... leave it like you got to tell us what it is. Oh, his Twitter handle is ZZZZ 
A A A A C C C C H H H. Oh man, <laughs> sticking it to the man. That's right. raw. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, Zach Schoenfeld wrote an oral history of this movie and published it in June of this year mm-hmm. uh, for the 30th anniversary of the film coming out. Oh. And you can find it online. It's on theringer.com. It's called Truly Batshit, The Secret History of Vampire's <laughs> Kiss, the craziest Nicolas Cage movie of all time. Yeah. And it's a great read. It's a long form. It's going to take you a while. But it's a great, great read because he gets into all of the all of the answers to us when we're sitting here saying, why? How? How did this get right. made? Why mm-hmm. did they? What? You know, it's all in there. So I just I just want to make sure you you guys understand like no need to email us and tell us uh, uh, that you know these questions are all answered like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ask them anyway because damn well at least I can right, easily find them on Twitter now so I can go find well, them. <laughs> so know. so this film Vampire's Kiss to me is kind of what used to happen with uh, photocopies so like when you Xerox something it kept getting crappier and crappier well sure. Bram Stoker had uh, you know it was the original and then. And then Nosferatu was was actually Bram Stoker said, no, don't do that movie. That's my stuff. And you're not doing it right. And it sucks. And then this movie is based off off of that. And by the time you get into the late 80s, (laughs) this is what you end up with. Yeah. Are you saying that we're never going to get a Dracula movie that's as good as the first Dracula movie? I just want to see what's coming next. I want to see the YouTube video based on uh, Vampire's Kiss. That's mm. what I want to see. Oh, you want to see that <laughs> carbon copy? One, one more, yeah. yeah, one more Xerox, <laughs> one please. More, uh, iteration. One more. Does I, any do do yeah. any of you have a favorite Dracula movie? Um, generally, I'm not a fan. I kind of hate it. Um, I I, I I actually don't really like most of the old Hollywood versions of any of that but if, if you're just saying well you know if you look at just the original bram stoker stuff i guess i'm into that but uh like vampire specifically dracula the character right is that what you're saying right. not vampires in general the, but just yeah. dracula dracula movies yeah there's uh, a bunch probably i mean as weird and as janky as it is probably the the one with keanu reeves gary oldman there gary yeah, oldman yeah, that was pretty yeah. good we, yeah we watched van helsing like a couple of years ago, right? That's mm-hmm. a bad. I wouldn't movie. call it my favorite. It's it was a really bad. Bad but, movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The so usually the consensus is the movie called Bram Stoker's Dracula is the right. right. Yeah. Right. Which is the one I think Scott and I are talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the Gary Oldman just one. A, just a yeah. few years later, after this, 1992 is when that came. But out, it's also so. extremely. That's a controversial opinion. People panned mm-hmm. it at the time. I think it's still considered kind of. Uh, too opulent and weird. It was a little, it was a little too dry, right? Yeah, that. But it's also just all. It's all the way up in its own butt. Um, who who made uh, somebody, it was uh, Coppola, somebody, right? Somebody is touching their uh, their microphone with a uh, with a plastic teeth. Oh, oh, there you oh, go. Is that really what was you were no, touching? No, it wasn't me. But uh, no. yeah, so it sounded like somebody was. Oh, weird. I don't know what that was. Shorting. I didn't hear anything. But anyway, yeah. okay. uh, I could hear it too. Uh, so, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Oh, that movie's just, um, it's Coppola trying to be modern and it just, I don't know, it didn't work. It, but it's still the most memorable for me because it's just freaking weird. And I like mm-hmm. weird, so I was into that, I guess. But the rest of them, eh. Like, you know, Bella Lugosi and that kind of stuff. F that. Not into that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it for what it was. a classic, but... But that stuff does feel like it's a classic. It's it's revered because of its classic status and not because it's an engaging, compelling film um, now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think it's just and- the, my mind is so addled with a requirement to have action every second or, or uh, blood or 
you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I try and watch some of that older stuff, and it's like, okay, yeah, it's a classic because it was the first of its kind to do this sort of thing. But I don't think I can watch this stuff now and appreciate it for what it what it I is think, trying to be. Mm. I, I think based on the character of, uh, you know, if you were to write the character of a Dracula in modern days. I think you would find Twilight to be pretty accurate. Mm. Uh, so, as as much as we as much as we may hate that that whole thing is kind of a uh, kind of spot on. Well, well I mean, I feel like that. I, it just feels like it's the it's the it, the worst it eventuality. <laughs> <laughs> you know but, twilight is really you know an accurate depiction of what dracula would be these days no i don't want to think well that. here here's the to... here's the thing though here's the thing to remember about about all of it is that it's the problem with vampires in general i think so here a controversial hot take everybody is that they're too relatable because you have them spouting dialogue you have them doing exposition like a zombie or a monster or a creature or a ghost or uh, or whatever you don't know what their motivations are they're coming from a totally different uh place than you're in whereas vampires are just sitting around moping and everyone knows someone like that in their life and so they just come off as kind of shitty so i never I really see, get vampires very much i don't like them. i don't see, i i don't see vampires as moping like some kind of emo vamp or something which they kind of do in the twilight series but i really see them as is creatures of desire especially sexual desire and they're just they're constantly trying to feed that yeah but they but between feedings they're just prancing around in their fancy clothes going yeah so welcome to my castle i think if while you're here i hope you're comfortable and uh enjoy yourself their thirst for blood but not for lust so uh i don't think they ever just sit around they're just like constantly (laughs) jacking it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, well, so we saw one horny blood what, what do you yeah. think what do you think Nicolas cage was doing when when she when the vampire was not there yeah when flash dance mm, vampire right. was not there what do you think right. was going on with Nicolas cage <laughs> well, he, he was, was apparently himself he was making a uh a, a frappuccino on the side right. of the bed where she was supposed to be yeah <laughs> he was distinctly like, making the if choice you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> but like there were a few things where the movie was actually careful. There was care taken, right? So, like, the, all of the scenes in IRL scenes where he's wearing a Band-Aid, mm-hmm. you yeah. don't oh, ever yeah, find yeah. out, does he really actually for sure have teeth marks, right? Like, or scars right. or whatever would be under there. Mm-hmm. You don't know. He might just be wearing a Band-Aid on perfectly good skin. And, like, so there, there's some stuff like that, right? But you just can't, like, you can't give the movie credit for that at all. You know, like it's got it's got uh, the best example of the gross up close up trope I've ever seen. Mm. Give me a trope alert. Oh, Scott Johnson. Good Lord. It's right oh, here. I got it. Gross up close up. Give it. I don't know. I don't know that I can even name another film that comes close to this. Uh, Nicholas Cage ate a cockroach. He, yeah. he not only ate a cockroach, he ate three. In in the in the making of this movie, oh, yeah. uh, the 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 version you see in the film is the first take, mm-hmm. that, but he the director apparently was mad at him and made him eat two more. Uh, he made him do, <laughs> take two more takes, which is just I I'm certain that cockroaches taste bad. I'm certain. Oh yeah, no, I mean, the, the best part of that is he made the face one would make exactly right. the face one would You're make right. if they were forced to eat a cockroach yeah it's an amazing moment <laughs> it was and... there was no acting there whatsoever it was all genuine reaction yeah easily the grossest thing in the movie i think it grossed yeah. me out hard because it was real i could tell it was real i knew they weren't faking that and that will win gross you could have had somebody get a fake severed head later and i would have gone Meh, so what 
Yeah, it's fake. I know it's fake, but like, (laughs) like there's, I can think of some gross up close ups that were fake, you know, like in something about Mary, Mm -hmm. there's a, a, finally a gratuitous shot of the beans Beans in the Franks caught in the zipper. Right. But not like this. This was so real. He really actually did that. It was just, yeah, he put a junk, not just a little bitty cockroach, not some, you know, oh, yeah. bread for taste cockroach. It was like a big, nasty, taste. hissing, I can do it. buzzing. I can really do it. Oh. I can breed one. It Where did they good. get three of those? And even when he's fumbling around for it, I was getting all goosey. It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh, that was gross. And I'll bet in his head he's thinking, doing it for my art. It's for my art. Right. <laughs> this is so method. De Niro would have done this. <laughs> and that's why he's such a freaking weirdo. Like, he can do yeah. something, you know, completely 100% awful like this movie and then he'll turn mm-hmm. around and make something great like mm-hmm. what was that about with him why is it still a, a thing with him he'll occasionally do this now where you know he's just paying the bills with like this piece of shit one after the other where he's just doling out like garbage and then he'll suddenly be in a thing and you're like oh my gosh that movie was great and he's a huge part of the reason why I, I don't criticize I, hear- I, I don't criticize actors who just play and everything because I think some people just love to act I can't say yeah. he's ever had a want for money uh, since he's well, made it, I think it is a. I think it is the shotgun approach, right? I think it's not that he's like, all right, now I'm going to do a good film. All right, now I'm going to do a Con Air and make some money. I think he says, oh yeah, I'll do it, whatever, and uh, yeah. and it's just throwing everything at the wall. Some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. But why he, why him yelling and face off? I'm Castor Troy isn't stupid, seemingly. I mean, it's a little right. over the top. Oh, oh, I disagree. I mean, I think I, it's a director that stupid. that is willing to try and rein him in, or he, or knows how to control that chaos, or refocus or it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think say, you're All right, right, you want to do that over the top thing? I have the perfect scene for you to do that over the top, but don't do it here. Let's do it. Let's save it for another <laughs> spot. But I, but the, to to dis, to just to dispel the the idea that he was never want for money. I mean, he's famously in the last few years was like insane debt like out of control right. debt and had to sell old comic books to make money. He oh had to, no. He had to be in every possible movie role, no matter what someone offered him to pay it through. I'm just saying that this is not a guy who's like, I'm just going to go act for the love of it. This was a guy who got in a lot of trouble in the last like what? 10 years and had to pay out, pay his way out of it. So, and oh, even really? in, yeah. even in the nineties and aughts, you can see him making like, not really making decisions for the sake of his career. Like, He's he's clearly like he's choosing. There's some awesome badass roles, mm-hmm. right? Like Con Air or Lord of War, right? Mm-hmm. But the guy is he's also like, I, I mean, on paper, National Treasures has no right to be a, a series, much less uh, you know, like even a single good film. And it, it's like he's just doing he's he's doing what so many people do so much better, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. than him. But he's taking it and he's getting a lot of money for it, mm-hmm. and that. That has to make you question what uh, acting in Hollywood actually is. Is is it uh, an appearance right. uh, more than an actual you know set of skills? Not saying that great actors don't have great skills. Yeah, just questioning whether or not famous people get to be famous people in movies a lot more than they deserve. Maybe, maybe mm. I don't know if he's in that case that thing or not. Because, like I said, I think there's some things he's been in that are. They're really good. I mean, don't forget, this is an Academy Award-winning actor we're talking about here. He is Which, one. But, again, he's on that li- those lists of most obnoxious Academy Awards, right? Like, 
where people are scratching their heads and and saying, "Did we really give an Academy Award to?" Well, yeah, uh, my my cousin Vinny. Okay, yeah, all right. no, you're right. That happens. Like, what you know, as much as I really like her now, uh, my cousin Vinny. What's her name? Uh, uh, George oh, uh, has a crush on her. What's her name? Yes. Uh, 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 what? Carter? Oh, jeez. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Tomei. to call. Well. My Generation Z daughter had to shout it across the room just now because I couldn't remember it because she's, <laughs> she, she right. was, oh yeah, a millennial at twenty two. I don't know how that works. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, she. She's, you don't know how millennials work. All right. She's awesome, and I like her in lots of things. She was really good in the Wrestler. She's great as Spider Man's aunt. Like all that stuff's good, but but yeah, like you you walked away from that or the one with um Halle Halle Berry's the big one. Like she won, and then. It's just been nothing but kind of garbage since she won. Like she did Batwoman yeah. or uh, Catwoman during that time, like post post awards, and you were just like, "Really? This is where our Academy Award winning actress? <laughs> this is this is how you reward us for giving you <laughs> right?" There's always I, those I examples. Think the Academy Awards have always been uh, ebbed and flowed with quality, just because you've only got so many movies to choose from each year, and you've only got so many actors, and sometimes it's a dry year. Where do we all stand on the big 94 controversy? Because 94, you had Red Dead Redemption. Sorry. Uh, 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 what's it called? <laughs> My brain. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Jeez. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption, you had Pulp Fiction, and you had Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump ended up winning, but man, did uh, people up get up in arms about yeah. how those other two films should have won. How, now, uh, yeah, for sure, Shawshank. Any other... Me. Any other year would have been a, a no-brainer, but I mean, Forrest Gump really just—I don't know, dude. I it did, it's, but really, do we look back on that in the way we do those other two films? I disagree. I think, I mean, I like Forrest Gump for lots of reasons, but I—I I think Shawshank should have taken that thing. Right. Uh, well, are, like I said, any I, other year, any other year, Shawshank would have totally just steamrolled. I just get irritated with the whole coincidental coincidental part of forrest gump it, that's the part that just breaks the movie there was a lot me. more <laughs> it's like the it's like the beginning of the third indiana jones movie where everything that, that happens to make indiana jones indiana jones happens in a two-minute train ride right and you know, oh, oh he hate hates snakes in the whip forrest and he gump. gets a hat and he gets a forrest scar in his chin forrest gump was not only uh, just how you play someone with a mental handicap it was also something that uh was the beginning of deep fakes right i mean now we've got every it's, it was it was this totally back then there were shallow fake. fakes yeah, yeah they were fakes. they were horrible it blew, fakes. Our, it blew our minds like jurassic park i mean have you seen it lately though me. have you seen i mean oh, like i said yeah yeah it's Even very jurassic early park, you look back it's like oh it wasn't that that great but back in the day when jurassic park first came no out, you're I totally mean, right out in my mind but if you watch yeah. those like president lips as they're talking to forrest oh, gump you'll you'll go oh geez like today they would kill that it would look and, so good now yeah, absolutely and also 94 uh was still when they were only doing five films for nominees yeah mm-hmm. right and i'm certain that if you if you replayed it now with the people who are in hollywood now and these were all new. This was all like new stuff. That uh, quiz show would have been a much much higher uh, contender. Yeah, I love that is quiz such show. A, love such a great film. One of the best and, movies. That, it may be in my top ten ever. I love and, quiz show. And mm. back then, you know, Robert Redford was Robert Redford. Now he's a legend. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just think it's a it, it's a different story. And a movie like Shawshank Redemption now isn't taken as seriously well like, that's because people are insane because that's a great movie well i mean <laughs> exactly, how much yes. <laughs> right how much does how much do they really bounce it towards the public 
because I mean, you can have an award show, but if you pick, you know, eccentric, uh, critic choice movies every year, I mean, won't people I, just well, I think tune that's out? what the People's Choice Awards is more towards the than Golden the, Globes. The Golden Globes, but everybody suffers a little bit from that popularity thing, right? No, because I agree. If, if they I had agree. bypassed. If they bypassed all the greats every year that people just love, like Forrest Gump, eventually people will be like, nah, I'm not watching. Why not? Well, they always pick some kind of highfalutin crap. I don't want to see that. No, there's oh, nothing, there's now nothing that wrong Ibbet, with- Ibbet has ruined Forrest Gump for me today because I actually really <laughs> like Forrest Gump, but now that you mention it, this coincidence stuff does suck. Yeah. I hate oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he invented shit happens and he invented the happy face and he, you know, foiled Watergate and he, right. like. <laughs> But that was the point of the movie, though, right? It was and I hate that to... point of the movie. Yeah, I don't like that right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. You're no, you know what? Like, oh, oh, he touched so many wrong. lives. Oh, all right. <laughs> he touched Whatever. every life that was convenient for this film to show me. Like, I, mm, you're Isn't right. Isn't that true of every film, though? I mean. No, this annoy- This is in particular. No, most movies don't do this where they're like, oh, he talked to uh, Nixon, did he? Oh, and then he talked to Gerald right. Ford. Well, oh, like, well, it's like this. Okay, so we know that Forrest Gump is the narrator voice of everything that happens in Forrest Gump, right? So, I mean, of course it's going to be Forrest Gump-centric. I mean, yeah. that's just the point. Yeah, but Every, what they're trying to do, happens. they're trying to get us emotionally. That movie was meant to do that with Jenny's passing oh, and with dealing with right. Bubba Gump and the whole freaking, you know, the 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 Vietnam stuff and all that was supposed to be Yeah, it was, it was, a, be it was a decades film. I mean, it was like, okay, what happened this decade? Let's let's. Hit the touchstones. Yeah, it was all of those things. But to have him, it, it, when it went off the rails is when he took the guy's shirt after he ran really long and wiped his face with it and left a mud stain that looked like a smiley <laughs> face. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is really annoying. And I think, <laughs> I, think what, I think one thing one thing you have to be talking about when you're talking about these movies, and I'm going to put Vampire's Kiss at the beginning of a long list. It, there are movies that are about someone with a manageable condition mm. and uh forrest gump has a manageable condition he has a low iq and it just goes on and on and on every year and uh they made fun of it in tropic thunder right you like right. the right. this joke about how you have to in order to win oscars you have to depict someone who is not too broken but they have to be broken and like right. uh a beautiful mind wins an oscar and it just mm. it goes on and on and Forrest Gump is a great example of that. That is never going to stop, by the way. That's not that's not a uh, a, a time uh, limited thing. We will no. always see people making these movies about oh. slightly broken it, people, not too broken in right. different ways. Mm-hmm. Vampire's Kiss is just so bad at doing it. You know? <laughs> but we're all we all can relate to that because we all think we suffer uniquely and that we're all broken. So we relate to these characters. Not because, these. Oh, yeah, no, but, no, I'm definitely broken. Yeah. There, oh, no see, that's the thing. It, you yeah, all think but... you're broken. Yeah. And you want to see somebody rise above that. You're Even you're right. You're, you're right. I just this this movie couldn't decide whether it was trying to be just bad or an art an art exposition. It was definitely an art exploration in art like the weird like explain those freaking mimes outside every time well the mimes were reflection of it was a question of are they actually there or is this the struggle that he has uh, as he goes home see now i'm questioning whether everything's real because i don't think now i'm saying like you know what everything the the, she probably wasn't jennifer bills probably wasn't a vampire like i kind of (laughs) Of i kind of put that as 
Well, yeah, I know that now. Now you've got me thinking about. I that, don't think like, she wasn't. I don't think she was a vampire either. But that's. I guess what I'm saying is, is that is that supposed to be brilliant that Ibit is confused? You know what I mean? Like, right, did, did, right. right. It's supposed to be right. brilliant. Did they get even, you? But did they get you? It was, or it was I like a movie that I think about for a long time after. But I don't right. know if I want to think about this movie for a long this time is, after. Right? This is what I saw from it. The city was breaking this Philadelphia kid. Who, by the way, I don't know anybody in Philadelphia that talks like Nicolas Cage does in this movie. No. But he'd been in the city for 10 years and he was like a sponge and was absorbing. Wait, was that this Philadelphia? Because they kept showing the two towers. It looked like New York to me. It was not New oh, York. Yeah, it was. No, no, it was in New York, but he came from Philadelphia oh, according to oh, the character's right. dialogue in the story. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so he said he'd been for, there for 10 years. And uh, so, anyway, it, this reflection, he's absorbing all this trash. And so it, it reflects that fight of spitting and punching reflects a fight that happens later on in the film mm-hmm. yeah I, so I i just that's just what i took from it doesn't mean that it's right like i said this film is definitely art meant to make you question yeah i i mean that's what i think that is what they were trying to do whether they succeeded wildly or not maybe that's up for debate but but maybe it got a weird wedge in you know like it right. kind of got away with it in a weird way that I did not expect. Cause I do think it's just inherently bad. It's just very bad. But yeah. also there are right. moments of it where I go, Oh no, what you're just talking to nobody out there. There was, was there ever a psychiatrist? Like they know how to pull those right. strings and that, right. that got under my skin. Were there ever mimes in front of his apartment? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. I, By the way, I think two, the mimes were real in 2018. Just so just last year he did a GQ interview. Nicholas Cage did. And he says, this is his favorite movie he ever did. <laughs> now he's either lying or no i bet he had nuts. more fun with this film than anything I, I, he probably couldn't believe they let him do it okay check this like out say, oh go ahead Randy. i've just i've just it's all in this article called truly batshit the secret history of vampires <laughs> i'm gonna go it's read kind of, it it's all in there <laughs> i gotta read it i i mean that's and that's again a weird power of this thing because i actually feel driven to read that like why yeah i've seen lots of that's bad movies I, on that's film why tech. i call classic is, yeah I guess yeah. you're right. There should there should be there should be no tasty morsels from watching this film. No. Yet there you are, there they are. chewing on your roach. Yeah, they're right. I'm eating the roach. Right. right. <laughs> All right. But I want to do I want to give some credit to okay, it turns out, you guys, I don't know. I mean, this last week was kind of confirmed, but then we got an email that double confirmed it. That oh, somebody confirmed. listening to the show, oh. possibly multiple <laughs> multiple people, are going to IMDB listings for the films we're doing the following week. And they are altering uh, trivia <laughs> in our so favor. There's a, direct, there's a direct path to all film sex films. Yep. And the IMDb. We've recognized the tie. The, we've recognized the pattern. Somebody got called out. They actually admitted to it. They sent out an email. I shared that with you guys. Brandy also got it on Twitter, I guess. And anyway, I wanted I want to do a little fanfare here for the following two posts on this IMDb trivia. Here you go. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone was considered for the lead role. <laughs> and then and, and then, then three spots later three spots right. later john travolta and arnold schwarzenegger were considered for the lead oh my God. <laughs> we are getting IMDb, trolled so you gotta hard. do better no you i no keep better. this up is what i'm saying i don't care what imdb does this is great like we are it's, we are we are uh tw- hacking the system here and I right love it. exactly we're, yes. we're leaving a uh scorched earth of <laughs> <IMDb>. <laughs> right, exactly. it's great to it's great to a degree but please don't take it too far no like we, this needs we to be subtle right to, right we want right. it to be subtle we're we leaving, want it to be just we're a, leaving a, a planet hollywood-sized swath <laughs> behind us in our trails <laughs> 
Right. We want it to be a small thing that will go unnoticed so that in 20 years, when this database right. is being fed to us through uh, infrared chips in our brains, uh, people are still going to run into the line. Sylvester Stallone was considered for this lead role. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's our legacy. I'm loving it. I think it's really yeah. great. So keep that up. But don't go crazy. Don't go in there and go. It was said that uh, Peter Lorre uh, uh, grew yeah, a third yeah. penis so he could be in this movie. Like, don't do fake right. stuff. Right. Exactly. Do, do well. I mean, uh, this is every, fake. Every, the best lies have a little bit of rooted believability to them. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. You said it better in like yeah. way less words. <laughs> it's a very uh, legitimately, though, I guess Judd Nelson was considered for this role. So that was <laughs> well, is he? Was he though? Well, now you have to question everything, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Now this we, movie does that, not that exist. Does on Nicolas Cage. Cable, right. That seems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't know. I said that, but then I'm <clears throat> I'm sitting here thinking. Uh, Christian Slater, I could see him doing a. Yeah, I could totally see Christian. I could Slater see him doing something like, like that. Sure. Yeah. This time, I could see that, especially '88. Totally right. see that. It does, you know, and I'll give this movie one weird little credit. Didn't feel like '88. There were parts that did, like some of the music montage stuff and oh, a few moments, music. but it didn't. It didn't look like it was filmed in '88. I have a much different vision of what '88 films look like than this. So for whatever it, reason, it, good or bad, that's it didn't strike I me. I loved, I loved the music, and I love the city shots. Everything else was just crap, but the city shots and the music, oh my gosh, yeah, mm -hmm. it pulled me along emotionally. Yeah, and so, it was a dirty. I mean, '88 New York is pretty dirty, you know, right? Like yeah, that's getting, when we still had high crime, right? Yeah, it was getting better in New York. It was getting better, but it wasn't. You know, we weren't gentrified and ridiculous yet so we're still like you know kind of carrying that 70s stink with it and it right. showed like when they stopped at that gas station so that uh farida macondo malinga bagongo had to go inside to pee or whatever and, or, but <laughs> come on now maria conchito alonzo <laughs> thank you that's the one and she went and talked to her brother uh mullet man the brother and then yeah, yeah. i remember just thinking i would not go near that place look how gross that is that place looked like a really sketchy neighborhood but <laughs> Anyway, that was just so. What was up with her family? I, I mean, was that just part of their uh, their culture in New York that they all lived to? I mean, I, I live I live in a very sparsely populated area where when you get eighteen, you move out of your house. Yeah, get out, get no, out. It's like Indian. It's like East Indian families. They just stay together forever. It's grandma's in the basement. You're in the main floor, and right. parents are upstairs. Like. I think that's. Parents I think there's still some playing of that. the role of mom. Get up, you go into work today. Get up. I mean, I think it's just a you know growing up poor in a city. I think that's right. probably common. You got, you have shared space and that sort of thing. Uh, who knows? But the movie never went full eighties like this. <laughs> you know, I thought they did a few times. Did they not? It was close, but it wasn't quite it was that. Saxophonish and some. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't quite that, and that was good. I appreciated them for that. For some reason, I was getting the music reminding me of like some Hitchcock films I had seen, and <laughs> for some reason, I can't quite, I couldn't quite place. Yeah, where that I was same, same. It. You know when it was for me? It's when he was out in the street talking to nobody, and it would cut back and right. forth to the to the psychiatrist. There was something right. about that that's reminding me of some Hitchcocky thing. Fear kind of vibe to it, maybe. Yeah. I couldn't quite place it. Maybe it's around the edge. Also. uh how would you like to die from a a pallet a pallet piece Ooh. of wood? Oh, that looks that looks like that'd be all kinds of splinters <laughs> up in the. There there was a great you know a, a great amount of inanimate objects that stymie uh, 
Nicolas Cage's character, like trying to break a piece of wood off that pallet, trying to rip open the paper bag that contains the brand oh, yeah. new plastic uh, teeth yeah. he just bought, yeah. The, yeah. the napkin yeah. with the note, and just all the damage, of course, that he does to his apartment. I love the fact that, you know, his greatest enemy is in his mind. It's just these inanimate objects in his life yeah. that he has such a hard time interacting with. And did he kill, did he kill that so, lady so at, that, at that bar? Did she die then? Yeah, I think that was yeah, real. Yeah. That I was real. So. Well, what okay. was that, though? That, that confused me because I was like, wait, is this not supposed to be modern day? Why does they call it disco death? That was more of a rave. I didn't understand that well, headline rave, at all. Raves would come. I mean, it's still a disco. And I think right in, is it still a disco? Eighty-eight. I think call them discos and uh, yeah, nightclubs. I think would be. And I don't. I don't think he killed map. her. Yeah. You don't think he killed her? You think that was all no. another illusion I think to he, himself? I think he held her down and bit her really, really hard on the neck, and she passed out. So you think yeah. the? I mean, just the newspaper headline was uh, uh, oh, imaginary I, too. I, I that. don't know. I didn't. I didn't think that all the way through. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it does beg the question: How do you break through somebody's skin with those stupid plastic? You don't. That's my point. Yeah. Like, I just think she just passed out, and like he's he's so like I don't know. Maybe she didn't exist. Maybe he's just yeah. You know, maybe he went in there and bit a a, a, a pillow, right? A, <laughs> a vinyl pillow right. on this you, red couch. Have you guys done that? Do you guys ever just like? see how hard you can bite and you bite no. on the pillow that was the no thing. no i've <laughs> never done that? that i have done that it's like oh i wonder how hard i could really bite i mean what is happening right now what, is, what are you <laughs> talking about as far as i've gone You've, okay so you never heard pillow biter okay whatever you know okay. i've heard of a pillow biter but but that's a context that i'm not i can't I imagine have, you i have i have i'm like okay yeah. how would it feel to bite as hard as i can and yeah, yeah a pillow I guess is the right a, way to go i guess as a kid I would. We That's would what do I'm that. talking. I'm not talking about like last night, Scott. I'm talking about when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I assumed you did, but what I mean is, like, I guess, it, I guess, I had a couple of times where I would like, yeah, you test your, you testing your might, yeah. as they would say. Yeah, in, it's uh, like if I had a bite Kombat. of bully, how hard, were, how hard could I bite? Oh, that pillow did not like that. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, but I could really the, hurt the a guy. The Wikipedia page says that he removed, and I don't remember seeing this, but the Wikipedia page, I guess says he took the teeth out and he just he oh, did because he put him back right. in when he was done yeah yes and in. her neck did have like multiple tooth tooth marks like yeah, it wasn't yeah. the two piercings from a pair of fangs yeah, she was, was all mauled up sure but isn't yeah. that the girl later in his little his dreamy psychiatrist talk where he claimed he'd raped somebody was it her he was talking about because that was no, weird he, he raped, oh, was he raped yeah yeah oh, oh you like yo, you like the fact you can say that don't you do it again yeah, every, every every chance i get you yes. get her name right every time uh, but I don't. I well, yeah, I mean, come on, total recall. Come on. Yeah. But when did he? But when did he do that? I don't remember that. What? When he raped Alva and she tried to shoot him with the blanks, and then he. No, shot I remember that. But he didn't blanks. rape her. He just. Well, we they, the the scene ended, but we assumed he raped her because. Oh. Ugh, really? She assumed he raped her. Right. Maybe she did. Oh. I, well, I I don't know that I don't know that we ever saw anything. That would give us that that issue. But, but I mean, well, then, he, okay, then he copped if to someone, it. If someone rips your shirt open and then bites you on the neck, I consider that not necessarily assault. Of course. No, 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 no. Absolutely, of course. But the movie was depicting a, a woman waking up from a sexual assault and fearing right. the worst. It mm-hmm. didn't it didn't actually show like him, like he's he's so bad at everything he does, right? Like there's just no there's <laughs> no <so> reason. Good. <laughs> <laughs> the reason for the you no, know. I mean, she, yeah she she passes out from shock she doesn't know what happened 
you know, when she was unconscious. <laughs> all, I, all, I, all I know is, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess what I'm saying is the movie is so tonally everywhere that right. it doesn't know. It, it never quite knows what it is. And I actually think it works in its favor. It, it leaves you very discordant. It's like, oh, really? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And, and I better throw out a correction because I know I'm already going to get a lot of hate mail from not liking Forrest Gump and for thinking that, you know, maybe the vampire stuff was kind of real. But uh, now I'm going to get an email from people saying, no, Maria Conchita Alonso was in uh, Running Man, not in Total oh, Recall. Oh, right. It was, Recall it was Running Man. You're right. Both. No, it was Running Man. Oh, no. What do you think? All Hispanic women look alike right <laughs> no, now? I thought she was in both. I've already, I thought we've had this discussion before. Well, what was she no, in? Uh, what would she have been in? I don't in, in Total Recall. There's no character like her that I know of. Mm-hmm. Is there? Yeah, there's Maybe the the one that the man. woman that helps him is uh um uh shoot, what is her name? Right. It was it was a running man. Uh Flam Flambe Boy Boy Lacant. I don't know her name. Flambe Rachel Ticotin. Oh, she or okay. Ticotin. She's right. the partner, she's the Hispanic woman yeah, she the, is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I was getting the two confused. All right, here's what's funny. I wrote uh, sometimes I write notes and I don't remember what I was thinking when I wrote them. But I wrote, <laughs> here are the two my two favorite things I wrote that I don't remember. I wrote, worst Nick Cage movie? Likely. The B one is pretty bad, though. I wrote that. Oh, I sure, wrote that yeah. early, though. That was early. Uh, by the end, I think it's not as bad as this. But anyway, and then I wrote, is it a movie about becoming a vampire or a movie about treating your secretary like shit? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because they just they call, kept pounding that into oh, me. Yeah. Like, they called oh, it no, someone, I mean, but I feel like that was... The he is so horrendous to her. Like it is the total Svengali or or uh, Machiavellian uh, coax them in and say, "I'm sorry, I was so mean." And oh, you yes. forgive me, Arkay. Now I'm gonna be mean again. Yeah. And, and it was immediate. Yeah. It was so was quick. Fun. He yes. would uh, apologize, yeah. apologize. Two seconds later, you're gonna get fired. And then you start gagging That's for no reason. And yeah, abusive right. relationships, right? Yeah, That's I guess. Yeah. You think oh, it's gonna get better? It's gonna get better? Nope. Well, it just also, I just didn't understand what it, the point of it was. Like, it just never, that never went anywhere. Like, is it just to, yeah. to make her life miserable? To, What's the yeah. end game? There's no well, end game to, with her. To set up the set up the brother finally killing him. Oh, right. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she could have just so, shot him. She should have shot him. Shooting four bullets into the ground like it's going to make a difference after the first one. Come on, just shoot him. I, I think it would have been better if she had to kill him. I think that would have been a better ending. Yeah, but it was also well, not with blanks. It's all well. <laughs> oh, that's she could a good also point. just about anybody could have hammered that stake in. I mean, come on. See, I forgot for a second he had blanks too. Now that you said that, yeah. but so, when yeah, he when cause... he ha- helps hammer that thing in, where he's like, "Here, come here, help me push it in," and he goes over to push it into his his chest. That's so painful. Uh, I that caught me all off guard. Like yeah. I didn't expect it. I didn't think he was gonna die mm-hmm. in the end of this thing. Mm-hmm. It's a weird movie, dude. It it's 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 weird it's so that you were weird. trying to come up with is this his worst movie because he's got some real bad movies like but at the same time I genuinely think The Wicker Man is a better movie than this yeah and so and so like right there I'm already I've got to be in his bottom five right and oh, yeah. so like I I don't know like I've never seen the 2014 Left Behind but right. Could it could it be this bad? Like how At how point, how could it be this bad? So so good bad is such a is such a loose in, interpretation. It's like saying I want to be happy, and then and then someone will say, well, what does that yeah, mean? To what does you? that mean? What does that mean? Well, I am always entertained by Nicolas Cage, so I can't say that any movie is bad 
Because yes, you can. That. You can. No, yeah, absolutely. I you can. can't. You, I've never not been entertained by a Nicolas Cage movie, though. You, you can say. You can movies. say. You can easily say, though. Like we saw what uh, season of the witch. Remember how bad that was? That was really bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was still entertained. Were you though? Were you? I I twer- imagine. Imagine were, you entertained, were you entertained in the way that the director intended? I think that's probably ah, where the you go. Had, there you, you go. Because we a, were entertained by Troll too. Yeah, we but were, I don't right. think we were entertained okay. in the way that they meant. Right. So that's like call, that's like calling your shot. You're saying that the director did not call that shot. Right. right. Yeah, right. they didn't call yes. that shot. All right, yeah. I'm going to tell you, according to Taste of Cinema, uh, this is their worst, the top 10 worst Nicolas Cage movies. Let's see if we agree with these. And a lot of these okay. I've never seen or heard of. But here. Right, that's the problem. He made a yeah. bunch of movies we've never seen or heard yeah, of. Yeah, and there's a, in, in 2011 in particular, there's a real run. Um, so in 2011, there was a movie they're, they're calling the 10th worst called Seeking Justice. Uh, then number nine, a movie in 2011 again, Drive Angry. Also from 2011, oh. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Now, is, it, like is Drive Angry one. the one where one. he comes back from hell to get... Uh, Yes. To get vengeance on the person who killed him or something. I know that sounds like Ghost Rider too, but <laughs> it says uh, here it is. No by any means boring. Let's see. Uh, I've I've, I've here found it is. enjoyment. I've found enjoyment in all of, of Well of course films. you have, because you're a positive dude and you're better and the world's better for it. But <laughs> I but this stuff but you, sucks. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, drive angry. A vengeful father escapes from hell and chases after the men who killed his daughter and kidnapped his granddaughter. Yeah, and it says here less of a film yeah, and more of a vulgarity fest of unnecessary gore, kitchen nudity. Hey, we should watch Drive kitchen Angry. Kitchen nudity. <laughs> we should I watch. I don't it. remember that. Part. It like Mandy based on that yeah, description. I haven't seen Mandy either. It wasn't Ooh, kitchen nudity. Mandy with Schwarzenegger. Kitch and nudity. Um, I thought yeah. Mandy was with Nicolas Cage. It is. Oh, oh yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I saw right. it. I saw it on Shutter when I did my Shutter trial or whatever. I watched that thing. That is something else. I <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm not going to call it a bad movie because it's actually very good. But it's also just psycho. It's the most psycho thing I've seen in years. I've never seen nice. a movie quite like that. Anyway, at number eight or sorry, number seven, they give it to uh, Tokarev in 2014, whatever that is. Season of the Witch 2011, and then the final five: Pay the Ghost from 2015. Never saw that one. Outcast from 2014. Uh, Deadfall from 93. Don't know what that is. No. The Wicker Man uh, from 06 at the number two spot. And number one, Left Behind. Yeah. They don't even yeah. have the... They don't even have wow, Kiss of the Vampire. It's not even the list. Yeah, I think that for a, for a list, you know, for somebody making a list like this, they have to have grossed. It has to have a box office number higher I, than well, a million it's also, dollars. It's like also have to have made a million dollars. This, right. this list office. is wildly weighted toward recent things, and I mean, he's made really bad recent things. But Vampire's Kiss is thirty years old. Yeah, and it's it's really really hard to fathom how bad it is because you have to put it into its own context, mm-hmm. and like you just go. Oh well, thirty years ago they made shitty movies like this, yeah. and you know what I mean. Yeah. So like you just you just can't. It it's 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 stunning how the, bad it the, is, the, guys. The, the problem like, stunning. The problem I would have with say left the Left Behind movie, and the reason I don't even want to watch it here, is because that thing is couched in uh right. in religious crap, and and the, my problem with it yeah. is I don't have a problem with religion or people's beliefs. I have a problem when they put it in movie form and jam it down everybody's throat. And then put on top of that an aging Nicolas Cage trying to make sense of it all. Like, come on, <laughs> what are you doing to me? Right, Don't do that to right. me. By the way, it was it was Maggie. I was thinking of not Mandy. Which oh, was yeah, Mandy that's is where his, a very that's where different his uh, daughter 
gets you know is becomes start to become a vampire yeah it's no way not really? a vampire i'm sorry a zombie yeah zombie. She had like a, have you seen that maggie that's really good yeah that's actually good i haven't even heard of it yeah yeah oh yeah maggie's actually very good maggie. yeah that's a good movie actually yeah yeah, there's some in there. See, that's the thing. And that's in that period of where he was just making junk after junk after junk. But once in a while, one would show up and you'd be like, oh, this is good. This is all right. What you got here? I don't know whose mic that is. Do you guys hear that again? Yeah. Who, who is that? I don't know. It must be me because I'm not see. hearing anything. So we is, can see you who's buzzing well, here, or whose who's light is green when uh, How about this? Is this? Is this it? Is this it? Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. Well, it doesn't happen, doesn't happen when you tap. Like uh, Nobody say anything for two seconds. Okay. Yeah, it's done away. Yeah. <laughs> What's it doing? What's I don't know. It's just like a... Just like a hum. Buzz. And it keeps kind of coming and going, like you got a proximity to the power supply kind of thing going on. You know, like when your yeah, cables... Yeah, could you close. maybe not use your beard trimmer while we're doing the show? <laughs> I was thinking more of another device, but I won't say what I thought it was. <laughs> a vibrator! Oh! Oh! I'll, I'll say what it was. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've come to the point of the show where I get to play clips. I enjoy this part of the show because it's a good time. How about now? And, uh, oh, oh it's much better, Brian. It's gone now. I don't hear it. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever that was. You must have had something near something. Happens to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you guys. Like to do things for keeps? How about having keeps do something for you? <laughs> keeps makes things easy and affordable when it comes to hair loss treatment for men. So, losing hair sucks. You know it does. I know it does. I mean, I've done okay, but I know some people are like, man, if I could get some of this hair back, that'd be cool. Two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35, some much earlier. Luckily, thanks to today's advancements in science, Keeps offers proven treatments that can help treat the symptoms of hair loss. To get started, all you have to do is go to Keeps' website online to get your medical attention a discreet drug delivery from the comfort and privacy of your own home. No more going to that doctor's office. No more waiting in lines. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. So I want you guys to try it. Get some of that hair back. Receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to keeps.com slash filmsack. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash filmsack. And check it out today. Uh, sound clips here you go let's start this one with uh, one of those dumb laughs we were talking about so here's Nicolas Cage laughing (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) it's just it's fake but like of course it's fake he's acting but then you're like wait is he acting fake or is he just bad like I don't know is that a Peter Lowe affectation or is that a Nicolas Cage affectation yeah it's pretty pretty deep okay here's uh Here's him doing that bad accent pretty early in the movie. Here you go. But I am asking you to go through the entire Der Spiegel file because that is a very fat file and nothing is in order and it will take hours, but it will be there. I, I don't I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Slipping in and out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least like, you know, everyone makes fun of Star Wars and um, Princess Leia going from English accent to mm. not. and mm. and But at least she did it. Like it was in a scene where she did it, she would hold it the whole scene, and then another scene would be gone. But he is mm-hmm. slipping in and out of it in real time, right? Yeah. Like yeah. whereas whereas one file. is your natural language that yeah. you're accidentally slipping into. This is something this just weird. It's bad. It makes it's me sad. Pennsylvanian? I don't. What is? Well, Pennsylvania is where the American vampires are. Think yeah, of that. True story. Mm-hmm. Here's a more of that accent. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nothing, nothing. It's, uh, I was remembering. I brought this girl up to my place the other night. Girl. It's really hot, you know. And we're on the bed. And suddenly this bat comes swooping down out of nowhere. A bat? Yeah, a bat. <laughs> a bat. <laughs> You know, a, a bat. <laughs> the way she seems so incredulous about yeah. it. She's like, a yeah. bat? Eh? We don't have those in New York. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, here's a... <laughs> uh, I don't know what this is, so I'll play it. Alva, I told you that I already checked those files. I already checked them. Oh, I already checked them. You know what? I B- Get a better mic. Seriously. He's got mm-hmm. like some room mic. It's awful. It occurs to me, Scott, that at this moment, about 95% of the audience for Film Sack are hearing this for the first time. They're hearing what he sounds like in this movie. Yeah. And I, I need I just feel like we need to stop and say it this is actually what he sounds like. Scott did not pick the only parts of the film where he sounds like this. No. He sounds like this throughout the movie. Yeah, I just I want you to know that. Yeah, I could have yeah. recorded like everything and but we don't have time for that. You're, but you're right. These are just samplings of that same shit, and he does it the whole movie. It's insane. All right, here's a here's the best in show guy. He was on wasn't there for very long, but you'll recognize his voice. You know, I don't save the same amount I put in the other account. Now, say I put two thousand dollars in the IRA. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to save two thousand at income tax time. It's more like uh, seven hundred. He's very young in this, but uh, he is. He's yeah. great. I love that guy in like I, the rest of the I, I mean, stuff. he's twenty five. Yeah, John Michael Higgins. He's pretty young. Oh, like man, I, I, so in that moment, I'm just like, oh, I wish he had the lead. I would love to see him in the lead over this. Yeah. The mm-hmm. way I look at 25 year olds is they were, they were, um, they were 15 just 10 years ago. That's how I look at it. Okay. Here's another way to look right. at 25 year olds. You're twice as old as a 25. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to think of it that way. I'm too Michael Higgins or he's older than me. So he's more than that. Even right. now. He's um, also he's all over uh, Harvey Birdman. If you ever, oh yeah, he's great on there. Want to find his voice? He's the voice of many things. <laughs> a Harvey person Birdman. born when you were twenty five is now twenty five themselves. Yep, think of that. <laughs> yep, the day. Oh, that's crazy. You know, I you know I don't deal with these things very well. I know, I know. That's why I'm uh, twisting the twisting. He, he's the also point. excellent in a million other things. That guy's great. Arrested Development season had him in there a bunch. He was great. He's great. We love that guy. Uh, what's oh this is that terrible he he was bad at like I'm up in the morning and I got my coffee and I'm singing a song as I run around the house he's bad at that and so here's an example of that what is diggy 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 what is that I don't know I think that's from Kid Rock isn't it (laughs) Bum, but diggy, diggy, up, jump the boogie, something. I don't something know. Something in the boogie. I got a tiny guy on stage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's Nick Cage. And he doesn't remember. I don't really know what you're talking about. I don't remember. Okay. All right, buddy. He's just hamming it up. Really? Yeah. Here's here's Brian Ibbett most of the day. I guess I was pretty horny. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's horny there's even more there's even more i was a little drunk plus i was horny that's, that's the one yeah plus i was horny plus that's some good math there plus i was horny all right it's the what oh is this the worst it's ever been i wrote 
And I don't remember if that's in context to what he says here, or is this me asking about this movie? I don't know which, but here it is. I'm sure he is calling about the Der Spiegel contract, which he still hasn't gotten a copy of. How do I know he hasn't gotten a copy of it? Because I haven't sent it to him. Why haven't I sent it to him? Because you haven't found it and brought it to me yet. Now it's Tuesday, and I still don't see it here on my desk. I don't see it here. Do you? Yeah, it's me asking. Has it ever gotten any worse than that? And I think that's the worst it's ever been. (laughs) Uh, Flash Flash Lance, Flash Dance Lady says some words. Here's her. He is wondering, how did she get in here? And he is realizing that he let her in, as she is his lover, his most passionate mistress. And he is realizing that she is a jealous mistress. She is wondering... Does he have an epilady she could borrow for her fairy pits? <laughs> Nair, uh, Nair, just a jar. Anything, really. Nair. I'll even take a man's razor at this point. Whatever he has, she will take well, it. You know, she's a maniac. She uh, really is. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> Randy, that like that one. Yeah. Thank you. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> Here are all the... This is a, all the Alvas. I may have edited this for time, but... Oh. Nice. There's a lot of these. Yeah, I don't know why he knows what this is. So here you go. I'm playing it. Alva. 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 Simon and Theodore. Dude. Dude. Nice one. All right. Uh, older lady in the bathroom freaking me out says this. What the going on all right now this needs some context because they're in there having this confrontation she's holding she's brandishing uh, scissors at nick cage and they're in the ladies room and the old lady is just sort of nonchalantly washing her hands doing her thing acting like this is no big deal until she says that line i just played but as she says it she stares at the camera. Stares <laughs> stares, at she walks by the camera and stares right at it. Right. It's just it's like, so weird. And, and nobody has the forethought to say, you know what? Maybe let's do another take where she isn't looking directly at the camera. Or was that on purpose? Was yeah. that her talking to us and asking us what the F is going? Like this movie in is this plain- movie. She's asking about the movie yeah. that she is trapped in. They're messing with me. This movie messed with me. I'm kind of mad she about it. She wasn't actually also- an actress. They just filmed in that room. <laughs> she really was going to the bathroom. Yeah. What the F is that? She looked at the camera for real because she was like, why are you are in here? filming something? Yeah. Are y'all filming a documentary? <laughs> all right. Here's all the yeps. So here's a bunch of yeps. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> uh, also, this is no more proof he doesn't know any songs. What is he doing? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. Did they just say, hey, Nick, go in there, be in the shower, and just come up with something? Yeah. yeah, they probably did. All right, here he is giggling. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. And then, I don't know what this is. The work's not just going to go away, Alva. It never just goes away. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is the worst movie he's ever made. Come on. It's, it, <laughs> it's, the, it's when he says goo, goo. And I'm like, then I'm like, okay, so this is half mid-Atlantic, half Valley Girl, yeah, right? Yeah, Valley like, Girl is what I wrote down. I wrote down the actual phrase, helly shit. 
Because at one point he says that. And that was the only way that I could actually document how dumb the accent was. Helly shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very. Was he in Valley Girl? Or do I have that wrong in yes. my head? Yes. He wasn't that. Okay. It was before this. I think it was like uh, after Fast Times Ridgemont High, before uh, Raising Arizona or Peggy Sue Got Married yeah, or any of that. That sounds right. Um, okay. Something about some files. That goddamn contract is somewhere in those goddamn files! Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know how loud that'd be in a little cab like that? Oh, yeah. I'd be pissed. Let me out here, driver. That's why I stopped driving for Lyft. Yeah. <laughs> every day. Every day. Here he is again being all surprised about something. Oh, God, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're in the restroom. Oh, right. Yeah, this is when he's looking in the mirror. And we can all see him in the mirror. Yeah. And he apparently thinks he can't see himself in the mirror. Which, again, leads me to think everything's in his head. Like, all yeah. of it. And then the guy behind him in, who's pooping says this. I'm trying to take a dump. I'm trying to take a dump. <laughs> the, the guy in the bathroom, I really wish that the the microphone was better in there. Because the guy in the in the stall... Talks for about 30 seconds as he's walking out, and I really wanted to hear what he was saying, but it was so echoey that it was impossible to understand. Sound design in this movie was uh, less than yeah, less than great. Uh, here's Nick Cage with weird breathing. <laughs> All right, there's that. It's a nice short one. Here's a he's a vampire moment. I'm a vampire! 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 It's like a it's like a siren as it goes by. Right, exactly. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> it has like a Doppler effect to it, right? Like a train going by. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nick Cage says "bahoo." <laughs> All right, Didn't he know. says that several times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually just... get a boo-hoo, but it's boo. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. There's nothing. There's I... nothing there. What does? What did that even mean? Was it him saying, it's, oh, this gun didn't work? Or what was the deal? I find it really funny to just, again, to underline for those of you who haven't seen this movie, <laughs> he says that several times. Yeah. Scott did not just get the one ridiculous time that he no. goes, bahoo. Yeah, it's like three times. And it did it with big, long pauses in between. <laughs> and it sounds almost like a sneeze. I don't know what it was supposed to be. I think somebody wrote down, all right, so your character's crying because they're uh, uh, realizing that, you know, they can't kill themselves because they're a vampire and they have to get a wooden stake in the heart. So, you know, crying stuff, I don't know, wah, boo-hoo, that sort of thing. Okay, yeah, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, I got okay. this. Go I got this. Go Start go rolling. Go. Take one. Sure don't want to think about it a little longer. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a take. Break, That's everybody. A take. Let's move on. Next scene. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you do a good you do a good Nick Cage. I know you think it drifts into other people, but it's pretty good. Uh, all right, you are what? Oh, this is another dumb. I think I played this at the top of the show too. You are with me. No one talks like that, dude. No, no one. No. All right, here's the old barf and hide. <laughs> and then he hides under the couch. <laughs> Sounds like he pukes up a glass lamp. Oh, oh, it's yeah. so bad. <laughs> I was I was sure was we were gonna get somebody barfing in this movie. It never happened though. No. No. Lots, Lots of, of retching. Yeah, no retching, no barfing. No production. That's what we say. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for this right here. Just hand it to me. This is the film sack checklist. 
the first on here is worse than Wicker Man. Check. I think we can say that pretty safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria Conchita, I want to, to never o work o with Nico Cajo again o. <laughs> Check. <laughs> And then wow. finally, this gun tastes better than cockroach. Check. All right. So there's that. Hey, moving mm-hmm. on to Star Trek Connections. We do have one. And by the way, as we are at this point of the show, uh, a shout out and some rest in peace for uh, the the actor that played Nog. Or uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, Nog? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Deep Space Nine, passed away yesterday. And um, oh. he had a lot of a lot of longstanding health that. issues. Born with one kidney, which I never knew about. He had a transplant at 14, okay. had another one at 47. Um, but just passed away. Apparently, according to everybody you read, like every Star Trek actor that ever worked with the guy, sounds like the single nicest human being they ever encountered in their uh, time on that show or uh, in Star Trek stuff. So anyway, shout out to him. It's very, very sad. Yeah, I, I when I went and looked last night at his Wikipedia article, I was sad because people were vandalizing it. And oh. it's just like, l- listen, no, doing that. you're a bad person. If you're vandalizing right. Aaron Eisenberg's Wikipedia article the day he yeah. dies, yeah. you're a bad yeah. person. And you need you're a garbage go away. bag of a person. Yeah, you're bad people. <laughs> he was only 50. Apparently, it was complications of this this lifelong stuff he'd dealt with. And I don't know. He just sounded like the nicest dude. So even if Nog annoyed you, I actually kind of like Nog on DS9 after a while. He grew on me. Uh, shout out to that dude. Well, anyway, this show, or this movie's got some uh, connections, at least one that Daryl could find. Jerry Rector. He played oh, Larry. Rector. Damn near Damn. killed her. Yep. <laughs> nice. Gotta do it. Uh, TNG played one of a pair of abducting aliens along with his identical twin brother, Jeff Rector, in the third season episode, Allegiance, <laughs> in 1990. Hmm. Jeff Rector and then Jerry Rector. Jeff Rector is such a great name. You have to keep <laughs> saying it out loud. Jeff Rector. I can't stop. That's a good name. <laughs> It's got. It it's is, very yeah. alliterative, or very um, not alliterative. Uh, what, what do you call that when the name just flows really well? It just sounds good. Uh, There's a word for that. Sounds good. It's not alliterative because that's like it would be if like it was good name Jeff Jiffy or something or Jeff. Right. It's not alliterative. No. No. Um, yeah, I don't know what do you call it. But Jeff Rector, the Adventures it's, of it's Jeff. Onomatopoeia because it sounds exactly like what it does. What it does. Yeah. Very well done. <laughs> Uh, soundtrack great I give it a T for terrible it was not memorable and kind of bad and all over the place not a great soundtrack Twitter post this is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less and as is tradition we start with Randy vampires kiss I have too much respect from my friend and co-host Brian J. Ibbett to even facetiously compare the weekly orgies at his house to this pile of crap (laughs) Let that be a lesson to you, Nick Cage. You're not even welcome in my joke. Good day, sir. I said good day. Wow. That's intense. Intense. Speaking of intense, Brian Dunaway. Oh, vampires kiss. Like storming out of the greasy spoon and your vampire bite suddenly starts hurting. But it's okay because there's dancing mimes outside your high-rise apartment complex (laughs) spitting and slapping each other. Were you not entertained? <laughs> By the way, were they really slapping? Because it made a sound. I guess they were yeah, slapping. They were. Yeah, okay. they're not good mimes. You're supposed to <laughs> mime that. Terrible mimes. Right. Not There's not to... supposed to be actual full body contact on mimes. They're or supposed a to beautiful mime. Yeah. yeah or beautiful or any mime, kind actually. of uh, any kind of foley work. None of that. You're not allowed. Did mm-hmm. you go to mime school? What the hell? All right. Finally, Brian Ebbett. Vampire's Kiss. Nicolas Cage is bitten by an asshole vampire and slowly starts to become an asshole himself. Yeah. Vampasties! 
Yeah, nice. that's uh, like I, we didn't. I don't feel like we fully talked about how this movie doesn't care it to get things right. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> right. like that was that was the the hardest thing for me. Like even like with his uh, accent and whatever. Like I could go with okay, there were decisions made. Yeah. But when it comes to the stickers on uh, what's her name's breasts or the, the band-aids, Jennifer yeah, yeah, or yeah, the, like just there, there were so many things where I'm like, oh, why didn't they get another? Ta- why didn't they look at their dailies and go, oh, we didn't get that right? Like yeah. that. Oh, that 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 is yeah, it, clearly visible. Not only did they not do it, they decide to use it twice in the movie. Right, the same, the same scene, scene. as yeah, though right. it happened differently the second time, but he's wearing the same boxers, <laughs> and you're just like, come on, oh, guys. Oh, yeah, I forgot totally about that. that. They totally repeated that, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Maybe her character is just really shy, and in addition to wearing a shirt and a bra, she also has, uh, you know, she's very self-conscious about her nipples, so she just 24-7 wears pasties. But Whoa. in his imagination is what you're saying, right? Oh, like, so it's... Well, oh, I think that maybe even though she wasn't a vampire, okay, maybe she, maybe he did take her home. <laughs> I oh, love I this. Don't. I don't no, think so I, because I remember when he went back in the morning. Remember that morning he came in there with that coffee to oh, hand it to her, and there was nothing in the bed. There, yeah. And he's like holding it there as if somebody's there and like shaking and stuff. I think she was never there. Yeah, she's never there. Yeah, Brian's I can't believe I didn't get <laughs> Vampire's Kiss <laughs> of all the movies to not get. <laughs> I don't know. They really messed with our minds this time. Messed with uh, our minds. All right. Well, now this. Uh, these are alternate titles. Uh, these were just handed me to me as well. And these are these are almost the titles. They didn't quite make the cut. They went with Vampire's Kiss, but originally it was going to be called "Change Your Freaking Vampire Neck Bandaid." Already, that was almost a thing. Mm-hmm. That was nasty. Second grossest thing in the movie for me was it not changing that. <laughs> and uh, finally, break that rusty cage and run. Get it? Ah, uh, yes. That reminds break me, by the, the way, Chris, Krista, or, uh, Chris Cornell, who sadly uh, took his own life a year ago or so, his and daughter, me. 15-year-old daughter, just released a single um, from an album that he yeah, and her were great. producing. And it's really good. Oh, yeah, I hadn't like, heard about this. You should check yeah. it out. But it's like, um, yeah. incre- you can hear... That strong, you know, how there was strength in his voice when he would sing. Yeah, like, you yeah. can hear it in her, and it's it's not like it doesn't sound like her dad, but you can just hear that, like whatever that is. It was good. It was good. They got a chance to see. That's what he should have lived for. I agree. For Finish that. that album with your daughter. Don't don't go out yet. I miss Cornell's voice, man. That guy. Yeah. Something else. Anyway, there's a little side note. Another sad note. Jeez, between that and Star Trek, I got all the sad stuff mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. All right, quick email from a listener who wrote in to filmsack at gmail uh, to finish this out today, this is from Aaron, who says, Aloha, Scott, Randy, Brian, and Brian. Oh, he's taking your line oh, there, Randy. Mm-hmm. Getting a little Hawaii up in there. During your sacking of Rocky Three, Ibbett asked how realistic it was that Hulk Hogan's character had the gimmick of Thunderlips the Ultimate Male, since it was men- wasn't menacing like Andre the Giant or The Undertaker. There's a long history of pro wrestlers using a ladies' man type gimmick, or the, uh, uh, sorry, or on the opposite spectrum where a male is portrayed as somewhat effeminate. A few examples of this be adorable Adrian Adonis or ravishing Rick Rude or nature boy Rick Flair, uh, the model Rick Martin or Martell rather, and the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. There is even an old Bugs Bunny cartoon from 1951 entitled Bugs Hugged, where Bugs is the mascot for a wrestler named Ravishing Ronald who comes out and is showered with flowers and perfume. Uh, Bugs ends up having to wrestle in his place. 
but that's not pertinent here. Anyway, thanks for all you guys do to introduce me to these movies I would otherwise never have watched or heard of and for being the perfect soundtrack to my commute, Aaron. No. Well, you're welcome, oh, Aaron, but also he's right. And I'd forgotten yeah, I that. Yeah, I love that Bugs Bunny think, tune, by the way. Yeah, it was really Thunderlips good. Thunderlips was a, you know, women are going to say, oh, you know, I want to be with a guy whose nickname is Thunderlips. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But, but he was called that because he would do this. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good at the motorboat. Yeah. Right. He could motorboat like nobody else. But real quick, that Bugs Bunny cartoon, which I agree, Dunaway is awesome. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, love it. Chuck Jones joint. And that guy just had his yeah. 107th birthday if he was alive. He would wow. Have been mm, wow. If he was alive, he'd like, kill me. Yeah. He'd be like, right. someone <laughs> end it now. <laughs> Driver's steak. Man, I'm I a zombie. I'm uh, a zombie. I'm a zombie. Everything he did, I loved. Yeah, I love Chuck Jones. Boy, his books are great, too. Yeah. L- reading about his life. His He's amazing. There needs to be a proper... So is there a proper documentary I've just never seen? Because I would love... To, uh, I've seen yeah. a few documentaries, but they're... I wouldn't say they're proper. They're more like... Couple improper ones. Yeah, they deal a lot of with the termite terror. They deal with other stuff. Yeah, but Chuck Jones is in there. So Chuck Jones is so good. Anyway, so, if you don't know who we're talking about, go Google him. Uh, that's your email this week. Filmsack at gmail dot com is where it came. Next week we are watching Creep Show, Creep show two. two. Oh my creepy gosh. show! We're we're hanging out on Amazon Prime. Have we never seen Creepshow way. one though? Have we done that? We did. I thought we did see Creepshow one. No, we're about. To I find thought we out. saw the other uh, anthology, not the Creepshow series. Not the Creepshow uh, series. Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, or... Tales, did we see that one? I don't think we saw that one either. Uh, Creepshow so far not showing up on the new feed. Let's check the old feed. Okay. Creepshow. <laughs> yeah, we, we have never way, done no. Creepshow. Make so. sure you make the sure you get Vampire's is... Kiss bit uh, in before October the second. It's leaving Prime. Oh yeah, very soon. That's right. Yeah, the good news about Creepshow 2, you don't need to have seen Creepshow 1 to understand what's going on. (laughs) Exactly. Good. It's kind of like the Rocky movies. (laughs) We've been going backwards. We're going to watch them in reverse order. Yeah. So Creepshow 1 had Stephen King in a bit role, didn't he? He was all like a Chia pet at the end or something. Do I have that memory right? Where he he drew a bunch of... Yes, yes. He got moldy because he touched a bad meteor that's what it was so this one is not that one then i'm just trying to separate one is not head. that one mm-hmm. um these is this the one with the cigarette smoking thing like where i try to remember oh, i don't remember was. it's been so long i've seen both movies but i just don't remember yeah, they all blur together getting them mixed up uh for some reason I'm, I'm even i'm putting things in my head that are totally crypt keeper stuff that has nothing to do with this yeah. but i still do mm-hmm. that Anyway, that's going to be next week. It's a little nice little uh, early preview of our yeah, Halloween month. We're getting started on our Sacktober early with uh, Vampire's Kiss and Creepshow 2. And looking at the movies we've got for Sacktober, a couple of the most famous, well-known horror movies of all time this year. I don't want to spoil it yet. Yeah. But we, we've, we, have a, we have a way of jinxing these things. <laughs> but I'm really, really excited about this year, guys. We're going we're gonna to see some great stuff. Yeah, and it's our 10-year anniversary in October. So ah. celebrate with us, folks. We'll do mm-hmm. something special. I don't know what yet, but something cool. Uh, watch for that. And uh, next week again, Creepshow. Creepshow 2 is on um, Prime, is it? Amazon Prime. Prime. Yep. We're making you use all your Prime so that if you sign up for a free month of Prime, you can use it all up right now with Vampire's Kiss and yep. Creepshow 2. Yep, yep. So go watch that. And then we're going to sack the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, good oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. I want to see that new weird <laughs> I, animated thing they got on there. Do you see that weird thing? with? Uh, it's got Saul on it from Better Call Saul and uh, a bunch of other people I know. But anyway, it's it's animated, but it looks like real people. You guys seen this? No, no. Oh, can, can we... 
can we all throw out the if you are trying out Amazon Prime for the first time, you need to watch this thing. Like, what's your thing? Oh, like, on Prime. Name uh, a thing. Man in the High Castle. I'd watch that. Uh, Ooh, good the, one. The boy. The boys. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. If it just stole mine. Oh, sorry. All right. Then, <laughs> that uh, away. Do you have any? No, I don't subscribe to Amazon Prime except when you make me. But- <laughs> I right. think I think Justified is still on there. Watch Justified. That's a mm. great show. Yeah. For, Justified. A great reason to to have Amazon. Prime. Doesn't at least the first season of Bosch. We've enjoyed a lot of Bosch, but I think the first season is a is a is a must. Yeah, the first season is the best of Bosch, but it's all good. But I think you're right. And what's and Neil? Uh, what's the uh, Neil Gaiman? Um, oh, uh, the one the with Good Omens. Uh, good Omens is fantastic. Good Omens. Yes, yeah. exactly. Love that. And there's a lot of great original Prime stuff. It's funny Randy brought up the one thing that's not Prime original. It's just an FX show that ended up on Prime. Yeah, it's, 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 that's it's on Prime. Justified. Well, it's there, but it's not an original. It's like a FX did it. So you got to come up with a – give us a Prime original, Randy. What do you got? You got to give us one. You got to have one. Uh, yeah, and the, the boys is so good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Carl Urban? Guys, it's He's so, so good. freaking good. It's really good. Uh, What am I going to go with? Um, Gosh, dude, we – uh. There's lots of good stuff. You could do the marvelous There's, Miss Maisel. Uh, what about what about the new one with the? Uh, I like oh, Patriot a lot. I like Patriot. Oh right, and the Bodyguard was. Oh no, it was Bodyguard Netflix. No, Bodyguard's Netflix. Fleabag's supposed to be good. I haven't Fleabag. seen it yet. Fleabag. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. everybody's been telling about Fleabag. Everyone's raving about Marsha or Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, Catastrophe's supposed to be very funny. Uh, oh, Homecoming is good. That one's Amazon Prime with uh, Julia Roberts. Oh yeah, that's supposed to be very good. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. I enjoyed one. it. Oh, One Mississippi is very funny. If you like Tignataro at all, that's a very funny One comedy. Mississippi. That is a great, great recommendation. First, yeah, uh, yes. I think that's your pick. If I, and if I was to make, make a secondary one, I would say the first season of Goliath. And then you can wonder yeah. in dismay why season two is so freaking weird. Yeah. I, yeah. Because one was amazing. And there were one parts of so two good. where you were like, oh, okay, we're good here with season two. And then it went off the rails, man. What happened mm. with that show? Bums me out because uh, what's his name? French uh, Bill, Bill Bob Thornton's really good. In it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll tell was... you something you might not have noticed on Amazon Prime, and you should all go watch. Is called The New Yorker Presents. Oh uh, right, it is just it is just a series of like mini documentaries and interviews, uh, and it's all based on things that have been in the New Yorker. It's really good. They have a very good podcast as well. That's basically that, but in audio form. In the, I I haven't seen the video version, but I'm sure it's as good. Those guys make really good stuff. Can we can we just take a minute for the for the loss of uh, uh, freaking uh, the boys? Just a minute, like sure, Brian Ibbett. Like, what's the like? What got gotcha? you? What what about the boys? Is like just like oh, this was so great. Uh, the um, just the unexpected turns in there. Like, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, characters. You know, you kind of know that these guys are are kind of jerks going into this, and depth of 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 characters for uh, um, ones that could be two dimensional, like the Aquaman equivalent, like the the uh, deep, the deep, and and like the Wonder Woman equivalent. I'm um, no, what's her name? Uh, Queen uh, Queen Ashara, not Queen Ashara. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Queen, I killed. I accidentally my rate team accidentally killed one of the uh, cast one members. Of, of the you May, killed one of the May, seven. Yes. No, yeah. Queen Maeve. Um, that's right. Yeah, I, I. Uh, they're just oh, deep. Dope. They're just well-written, deep characters that I feel like this is what Watchmen, the movie Watchmen, tried to be, 
and uh, and didn't succeed. Well, in some I ways, about, in some ways, the boys, degree. the boys is a very depressing read. I don't like it as a comic. I think it's. Oh, I never read it. It's yeah. just kind of mean and kind of awful to itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the show is. The show is almost like, hey guys, what if we kind of circumvented? Well, you know, we're never going to get the rights to Watchmen. HBO has that. Why don't we just see what our take would be? We'll use the boys as the basis, and they've succeeded. It's very, very good. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you get tone, and you're able to say this is a dark comedy, that you know, and and actually have the dark comedy in there. Uh, in the comic, you you can't get the tone. You you may, it may never occur to you that some of these things are crazy, and that makes them funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Oh my god, it's really like, good. It's this, really good. It's not for the kids it, though. No kids, everybody. No. Oh, this is hard R stuff. Like. Hard, you're gonna hard figure hard. you're gonna figure that out in the very first uh couple of minutes when uh, oh, oh, freaking uh Huey's girlfriend gets killed by A Train. Oh yeah, that oh, was God. that was when I knew yeah. I was in for it. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, that's mm-hmm. where this is going. All right, yeah, uh, buckle did in. That happen? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> really the first it. couple of minutes. Don't worry, Brian. We did okay. not spoil it. It's not a spoiler. Yeah. No. There goes the only thing I was looking forward to watching. Only yeah. no, 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 no. Let's just you need, say to, the... you need to watch this. Please watch this. If for nothing else. There is a there is a young actor named Anthony Starr who is not he's just not the most useful actor. I can't imagine right. him finding uh like crazy awesome roles, but as Homelander in this show, mm. he is phenomenal. I want him to win an Emmy. Oh, he should win and, an Emmy. He's incredible in this. Mm-hmm. And he is oh man, I hate Homelander. Guy got under my skin like no character in TV. <laughs> yeah. Such that's a bastard. Marmy. Yeah. Such a bastard. I hear that guy. By the way, I hear he's really good on that other. There's some ah, Cinemax original he was good on that wasn't American st- Gothic. No. Shit. Okay. It's a. It's ah. He he was also in a show called Banshee. Banshee. That's it. Banshee's okay. supposed to be good. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, You're uh, saying he, it's. It, he's a basic white guy, and it's really hard for him to distinguish himself. But in the boys, wow. Yeah. No, he found his role. He's he's really good at it. We're done away. You were going to say something. Okay, yeah. Oh, by the way, I was going to say I I do give Randy a hard time about the prime. I'm fine with watching the prime and getting the prime. I think it's Randy's insistence that I'd get the prime that I'm like I'm not going to enjoy it. No, sir. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Just, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> just because you're just you just want to be disagreeable in kind of a fun way. Yeah. I get it. Right. Right. It's, just, it's for fun. Yeah. I yeah. am fine with Amazon Prime. Yeah. Prime's great, especially yeah. if you already have it. It's you know it's a thing and it's there and you should use it. Right. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for joining us. Be back here next time for uh, our coverage of the fine 80s epic. Uh, <laughs> what's it called again? <laughs> Forgot. Creep Show 2. Creep Show 2. A little bit of anthology horror for you next week, uh, right here on FilmSack. In the meantime, filmsack.com is our website. You're encouraged to go there on the frequent and uh, check out whatever you need. You can find links to everything. You can send us voicemails at 801-471-0462 and filmsack at gmail.com remains our email address. You can find us on Twitter at filmsack and leave us reviews wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I'm a vampire! We'll see you next time. Goes <laughs> <laughs> to set multiple times. Yeah. Too late, too late, too late. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. <laughs> 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 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.